Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,951. Be prepared to be inspired. Hey Blake, happy birthday. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Seattle, Washington, which is just a little north of Gig Harbor here, uh, with a very special guest by the name of Zach Wingfield. Zach, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I'm ready to release the clutch. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing good. Nice to see you today. Uh, kind of in a hometown here, up here in the, uh, the... We've had a very rainy fall season. Somebody told me the other day that we've had like record rainfall since October, and it's been, I don't know, 12, 1800 inch. I don't know what it's been. Yeah, I've... I, all my friends right now are flying to California and Mexico to avoid it. Yeah, yeah, it's been pretty darn wet, that's for sure. And we got some pretty nasty winds the other day. But uh, hey, that's why we have big trees, right? They like to drink. Yes. Yeah, very cool. Now, before I give you a proper introduction, we dive into this very cool world that you live in. What's one little thing that maybe you, your friends, or friends of yours, I should say, don't know about you? Hmm. One thing my friends don't know about me, I guess. I'm a guitar player, maybe. I don't know. Well, we had that talk before because you've got a you got a beautiful uh, Les Paul hanging on the wall back there. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, I, I'm pretty public. I post a lot of content. I'm pretty much an open book, and I just don't really post very much. Everybody thinks they know me because of how much I do post. Yeah. On our social media, and I don't think I post too much. Uh, music stuff that we do but well, you you said in our pre-show chat that you're maybe kind of setting up to maybe do some music yeah i think people get bored of cars and uh not what? not no, people, not so here <laughs> i always say that I, I the i think eventually a little bit right people yeah. like you to change things up a bit and not yeah. that people want to start watching me do music or perform but you know i've been been dabbling in it for more than 10 plus years and good for you might want to post some content with it eventually soon. I think you should give it a shot. Go for it. You know, that's a great thing about what you and I do today is you can do whatever you want, right? Absolutely. You put it out there and if people love it, then you just do more. And if they don't, you do something different. So yeah. there you go. Well, let me give you a proper introduction here. Zach Wingfield is a film producer and aspiring uh, recording star and founder of Zwing Films, a company he started in 2012. He's filmed supercar rallies and drift events in addition to commercial content for over 100 companies plus non-car related videos for major brands including Amazon and Microsoft. Today, he has made Zwing Films. I just love saying that, Zwing. Zwing Films, <laughs> a, sub a subsidiary to his brand, Zwing. There you go, selling merchandise worldwide. Zach hosted his own supercar rally titled Zwing Rally. There's that word again, running from Seattle to Seaside and is manufacturing his first product, a front bash bar for an E36 M3. I have an E46 M3, so you need to make one of those for me. Zach started a drifting program and competed in Seattle's Pro-Am series as a semi-professional driver and plans to go out on tour next year. Zach also started a performance shop called Zwing HQ in the heart of Seattle. Obviously, although we have a lot of it, moss does not grow under Zach's 
feet. That's for sure. So let's uh, let's have a little a word from our valued sponsors that make the show possible. So give them a little love, and we'll be right back with the Zwing Master. <laughs> we'll be right back. Covercraft has the most complete line of custom seat covers available. Choose between the poly cotton seat savers. Endura Precision Fit Custom Seat Covers, Leatherette Precision Fit Custom Seat Covers, and their durable Carhartt Seat Covers. They're all easy to install and remove, and guess what? They're machine washable too. Easy cleanup to make them look brand new. No more worries about the kids spilling on your seats or your pets damaging your expensive upholstery or leather. Covercraft's quality seat covers protect from damaging pet claws, pet fur, hair, mud, moisture, food, drink spills, drool from permanently damaging your vehicle's fine surfaces. Headrest and armrest covers and color options are also available on many of the styles. And I've got a great offer for you. If you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21 at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off plus free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping with the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Visit Covercraft.com today. Last year, I changed my collector car coverage to American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my Orange Crush. But did you know they also insure your valuable collections of automobilia and other collectibles? If you're like me, you've invested in a lot of cool collectibles over the years. Those items are valuable. And if you were to lose them in a theft or a fire, well, try to get your normal homeowner's insurance to pay you what they're worth. Good luck with that. American Collectors Insurance provides you with assurance and confidence that your collectibles are fully covered. They insure a lot of items, including automobilia, wine, baseball cards, books, figurines, die-cast models, model trains, glassware, sports memorabilia, toys, and a whole lot more. American Collectors Insurance, they've been protecting us enthusiasts since 1976. They provide you with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a long history of taking care of their clients. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Rains here at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. All right, Zach, we're back. So we're going to dive a little deeper into the corner here about what you're up to because you're doing a lot of different things. Like I said, you're not a guy that just stands around and lets moss grow between his toes. You're kind of involved in everything. So let's take this back a little bit and talk about how you got into all this film production and manufacturing products and going on tour. I mean, let's kind of take it back to the beginning. Yeah, um, I never really grew up in any kind of automotive background at all. No kind of racing. I didn't even have a dirt bike, nothing like that. I was just a skater who uh, liked to do, I liked to challenge myself. And if I got bored with something or if I felt like I plateaued, like for example, skateboarding, I realized, man, if I want to be a really good skateboarder, I'm going to have to break a lot of bones. And I was like, "Ah, I think I'm going to pass. So it was more so that I felt that my skill had plateaued, right? So I moved on to the next thing I wanted to challenge myself with. And when I was 16, that was learning how to work on cars. Um, the age of 13 is where I got my inspiration. I went to a Subaru dealership and Colin McRae and uh, I think David Higgins, they had the WRC cars on ramps at the Bruce Titus dealership in, on South Tacoma Way. 
and walked in and I I couldn't tell you a thing about cars. I pointed at the the pink STI Brembo calipers and I said to my dad, I was like, what are those? And he goes, I think those are brakes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) To give you an idea where my dad was as well on the car thing. And then a, a salesman offered me a calendar right away, went home, ripped out all the photos of the Subarus, like jumping through the woods in the snow. It was like bug eye WRX, like the world rally blue with the gold wheels, the yellow livery. And I told myself, I'm going to buy a blue Subaru with gold wheels, no matter what it takes. So from that point forward, I went into my parents' garage, grabbed the lawnmower. I started mowing my neighbor's lawns up and down the block for years. And I saved up as much as I could and ended up finding a World Rally Blue Subaru Legacy Wagon. They call it the Lesbomobile. And it's got... <laughs> Had gold wheels, gold WRX wheels. Yeah. And uh, everybody in school bullied me for it, which just <laughs> further... Built character. Yeah, built some character for further pushing me to then just learn how to work on it. Shortly after, I think a month or a couple months after ownership, the head gasket blew, which forced me to learn how to work on cars. Um, went to O'Reilly's, bought a Haynes manual, asked the guy at the front desk, hey, what do I do? I want to start learning how to work on this thing. This is before the head gasket blew, of course, but we started fiddling, learning how to work on cars. And I went on YouTube to find a tutorial on how to change your fuel filter and I couldn't find anything. So I thought to myself, man, if I'm looking for this on YouTube, because who wants to read these days? It's 2011. Get with the program. (laughs) Exactly. Nobody reads anymore. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. This is, this is 10 years ago. Um, I said, let's, let's figure out how to do this. So I went and grabbed a hands manual top. And as I was reading and learning how to do it, I had my little JVC flip camcorder that I used to film my skate videos with. And I was like, let's just make a tutorial as we're learning how to do it. Thus, that birthed my... Your passion for film. Yeah, and my path is crossed of my passion for then, my new passion for cars and film. The world's collided. That's how things happen, you know, is out of a need and a wish and a want and a do, you know, and that's what you did. The supply and the demand created a niche. There you go. I love it. So this evolved into your passion for film, and that's what you've primarily been doing, right? Yes. And so tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, I started teaching guitar lessons, actually, in college, and I bought my first Canon Rebel T1i. I think I paid 300 bucks for it. It was a 720p DSLR. Um, and I bought the Nifty 50, the 50 mil 1.8 lens. I think that cost me about a hundred bucks. Slapped it on, started teaching myself nighttime photography, started teaching myself different like photo techniques, just like really learning how to use and operate a DSLR properly. And um, as a young buck, I was just, uh, well, A, part of what inspired me to keep going was I was just enamored with the fact that you could attain HD quality. Right for under a thousand dollars and at the time that was crazy sure um i know i'm just sounding like i'm old and you're just probably laughing at me but <laughs> no i understand because technology has moved so fast when you think about i've been doing this for about seven and a half years and maybe eight nine years ago doing a podcast and actually getting it out where people could actually access it almost didn't exist yeah i find this really cool and, and it's what cars is all about 
people that take their passion and figure out a way to make a living, how to create and do all these things. So you've ended up shooting some pretty spectacular stuff and being hired by major companies to produce things, right? Even at your young, tender age, <laughs> can I I'm give away 28. your age today? 28, there you go. <laughs> yeah, for, from my perspective, well, my son today is turning 28 on at today's Blake's birthday. Happy birthday, Blake. Happy birthday. The Blakester, as I call him. So yeah, so you started producing all this cool stuff by combining all these things. I think it's awesome. Yeah, thank you. So, but the, you didn't just stop there because I mentioned this in your intro. Uh, in addition to Zwing Films, you've started a merchandise line of what you call a bash bar for the E36 M3. Now, you mentioned Subarus, but why'd you pick the E36 M3? Oh, man, I used to glorify all-wheel drive. I thought it was like the greatest thing ever until I stepped into a rear-wheel drive car and I yeah. had no idea what I was missing I, I did a little, you know, sliding around in my Subaru in the gravel and in the rain. And But I had a friend, Slav, he had just bought an E36 M3. And I guess he didn't know if he necessarily wanted it or not. And he's like, go take it for a test drive. And he goes, and try to drift it. I was like, really? A drifting test drive. I said, Every wanna... salesman's nightmare. <laughs> I've never I've never drifted a car and this here we are, my friend telling me to go ahead and try drifting. I was like, Do you wanna at least sit in the car with me? And he's like, No, it's okay, just like go down the <laughs> Yeah, I don't wanna be with you when you crash. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I'm driving down in Puyallup, I think I'm on Meridian or something, and I like whip a little U turn and I've just felt the you know, the the power of rear wheel drive and the right. The experience and the feeling of the back end just very easily being able to whip out, and I think that I, I didn't I didn't turn back for one second. I parted out. I was in the middle of an STI swap. I had an EJ two five five motor that I had built and okay. put in Legacy. It was still um, I think I was about eighteen nineteen years old while I was doing this. I had no business doing a motor swap, but like I told you before, I like to challenge myself, and uh, it was the worst sloppiest job i basically i drove the car i got it finished i drove the car around the block like one you know maybe a quarter mile and uh then i went on that test drive the e36 came back home ripped all my years of work <laughs> like two <laughs> years of work on that subaru took it all apart parted it out got rid of the shell bought the e36 m3 and from there forward, yeah, I did not turn back. Yeah, the e I've had two of those, and the E36 is what got me on the track, uh, started me racing, going to driver's education days and then driving nice. driving with the local uh, uh, BMW club out at Pacific Raceway and then putting slicks on it, going down to Portland and running that car. And then I went, okay, now I want real race cars and got into vintage racing. So the E36 is wonderful. I've got an E46 M3. I've had two of those, and I, I still have one. Bought it brand new in 05. And I, I just can't get rid of it. It's too awesome. Right. You know, I mean, every it does, like you said, it does all that stuff. You push the sport button and it does even more, <laughs> you know. When my kids were little, you know, my son, the, the birthday boy today, dad, push the sport button. I go, you push the sport button. And he, <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. So they're wonderful cars. They're just uh, absolutely wonderful cars. So that's why you picked the, the first product launched, the Zwing Bar. To go on to that car? No, I built my E36 uh, for SEMA in 2016 where we debuted the car. Wow. Uh, 
So in the E36 M3, I had to sell because I was moving to London and I got rid of the car. I went on to be the media director of a supercar rally company out in Europe, moved over to Australia, came back to America. Wow. Uh, when I came back, I uh, kind of had to start from scratch and uh, bought an E30. I bought a 528i. Keep in mind, these are very, very affordable. You know, these cars were very cheap for me at the time. It, it, there's a lot of tax on these uh, chassis now. The E36 and the E30 especially are selling for a lot more. But I bought an E30, drove it down to San Francisco, loved that car, got a 528i. I had a Sony A7S, and the Sony A7S II was coming out. Like you said, technology comes so fast. I was like, I need to get rid of this camera before it loses all of its value. I, I actually traded... So I traded the Sony A7S for that 528i, which I then traded the 528i for the black E36 convertible <laughs> that I have now yeah. that had a S50. It was a, it's a 328i, but it was all M3, control arms, drive line, S52 motor, body panels, doors, like everything was M3'd out. The motor was blown. The RMS aftercooler, though, was still in it, and the super, the Vortex supercharger was also blown. So the powertrain was destroyed, but there was still value there. I saw value in it. So I, I, took, I wanted the chassis, ultimately. I couldn't care less. The 528i was a, a black BMW. It's cool, but sorry, this is long-winded. But <laughs> got the E36, took everything out of it, put a car cover over it in 2015, and for one year, I spent an entire year turning my video clients into sponsors. And I spent about six months or, or so, maybe seven, maybe six to eight months planning and doing the pre-production of this build. And we planned to build it. And uh, we built the car in one month and debuted it in Vegas. Uh, so I was that... Wow. I did happen to be the Bluetooth drive shaft guy that year. Company that made the swap kit had sent us the wrong drive shaft four times. There was a lot, of, a lot of hiccups. Everything's a learning experience, but the car looked incredible by the time we unveiled it. And by the way, that was the longest kept secret I think I ever have. I've ever had because I didn't tell anybody I owned the car. It, it was a secret for a, wow. the entire year that it sat, and then uh, it was a secret up until. We pulled the sheets back and revealed it. Nice. This this is all leading back to what we were talking about. My trailer was stolen while I was in Vegas. Uh oh. Car was still there. Trailer gone. This is what what birthed the swing bar. Rob Chairslayer had come to Vegas with an empty trailer to buy a trophy truck. And the trophy truck, he decided it was a piece of crap, didn't want it. So instead Rob and I were friends and he want he was like, yeah, let's let's knock out the rest of your build because there was a couple missing pieces on it. So we trailered my E36 to Grand Junction, Colorado. Here's the kicker about the stolen trailer. The stolen trailer was my friend Daniel McPherson's. He used that trailer to tow cars around. That was like one of his side hustles. It was something that provided him income. And I had just exhausted all of my finances and resources on building this car. So all really bad timing. And it put pressure on us to make sure we get him another trailer as soon as possible. So while we're down in Colorado, 
finishing up, tying up the rest of the build. I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to do while I'm in Colorado to raise some kind of money and get uh, Daniel his trailer back? So I talked with Rob about it, and Rob was like, let's, let's, we both came up with the idea of, we had already been talking about designing and building a front bash bar as we were in the middle of building my car and we wanted to build a bash bar for it anyway. And he had been hooked up from SolidWorks, Creaform, Bentech, all these companies were supporting Rob. Uh, and we got the chance to use his $75,000 Creaform 3D scanner to scan the front of the car. Nice. I ended up getting to make a commercial out of it to then promote the product. And then we started selling bash bars to recoup funds to then you know, get another $3,000 to then yeah. get Daniel a trailer back. And, um, there you go. Yeah. So that's, that's the story behind why we decided to manufacture the back. I should, uh, do you know, Scott Whitehead at benchmark nope. over in Bellevue? Uh, you should meet him. Uh, he's doing some cool OEM parts, uh, skid plates and bars for high end cars and also for general motors for the new Corvette and so forth. Manufactures them, designs them, scans them, does all that kind of stuff. He's created this whole side business now become a major part of his company uh, after doing that. So I should connect you with him. You guys should talk. He's a he's like you, a go-getter. He's always thinking, always being creative, always doing new stuff. Uh, his main business was producing or putting in high-end audio systems and uh, laser radar systems into cars and so forth and manufacturing of bits and parts to make things so look completely OEM. Pretty much, yeah. He's a he's a sharp dude. So uh, he's a past guest, so now a fellow alumni with you on, on cars, yeah. I need to connect me with them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'll put you guys together. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. You mentioned Rob. Is there a influential person in your life that's been a great influence, a mentor for you? Man, there's there's a lot. I mean, the car industry as a whole just has so much inspiration all over the place. So it's really hard to 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 nail that down. I think there's so many people in the automotive industry that are so influential to so many of us. Let me jump to this question with you. And that is a guy like you that does so many things and tries so many different things. No doubt you come up against a pretty big challenge, obstacle, maybe even a big failure. Is there one you could share with us? Oh boy, there's a lot of those too. Man, we, we even, I think we started a, uh, I feel like I started a hashtag one, one time. It was like Zwing fails or something funny <laughs> like that. Cause there's, nice. there's self-inflicted things of course there's uh i i think everything was really self-inflicted when you put yourself out there because when you are doing things you're gonna either succeed or you're gonna fail and um i think uh a pretty significant failure was also one of my most greatest learning experiences and that as they should be <laughs> that taught that taught me how to be a lot more business savvy with my clients uh, moving forward but when at the wee age of 20 years old uh, I won't go too into detail about the client or anything, but I worked worked with this company and um, was very just a lot of red flags from the client that I ignored. Um, was very uh, what's the word appealed by uh, in, in enamored awe, in, enamored by the the experience that the 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 trip we're filming would take me on. Ended up there's just a lot, lots of manipulation, a lot of lying going on, a lot of things that uh, led toward just a bad situation. But I ended up getting deported from London from Heathrow Airport because I was told to lie about what I was doing over there instead of 
the client getting me the visa. Oh my gosh. He promised. So your question earlier about have you ever been interrogated? Uh, yes, I have. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Put in a holding room for 15 hours. And, oh uh, my gosh. That's horrible. Was told to buy an international flight day of or sit in jail in England. Wow. Uh, so, so let me ask you this, because we don't <laughs> go into details with these people, but I heard the learning lesson here was when red flags are going up, no matter how enamored or important that client may seem to be, you need to listen to those little voices oh, in yeah. your brain that are telling you to get out. Relationship right? advice as well. It goes both. <laughs> it goes both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been in those shoes. Now, I never ended up deported from London. But the important lesson here for you listeners out there, especially if you're young and you've not been through this before, is when something doesn't feel right or, as they say, doesn't smell like or if it walks like a duck and looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. Yes. So duck and get out. Right? Yeah. I... uh Learned learned a lot of valuable lessons. I, I wouldn't trade any of it for the world, though. Um, I ended up uh, holding on to the the hard drive from what we had filmed down in Australia, and the client just because the client said instead of paying me to finish the work, you know, after yeah, of course he didn't get paid. Yeah. Instead, yeah. he said he would send me my stuff back in exchange for the film work we were doing, and that wasn't going to fly with me. So I said. No, thanks. And uh, it turned into a pretty nasty back and forth for about a year. Ended up losing everything, all of my extra video gear, my clothes. I even had a this little journal. I used to do these, um, you know, it'd be like two in the morning. I'd, I'd go out and read my Bible. I'd like journal and like have this. I had this pretty significant thing. I was trying to keep my head on my shoulders and, you know, in this morally corrupt world and uh lost that lost all lots lots wow. of things and so when i said i was starting over earlier about buying the e30 and the 528i it was true yeah when i came back from uh europe i came back literally with quite with quite literally nothing and so i had nothing. to kind of build wow. back from from nothing and uh, but wow. again I, I still i wouldn't trade i wouldn't trade this lesson for the world because the trips were fun the the events were incredible they weren't ran so well but they were run well enough that it was a really fun experience regardless of my relationship between me and the client but still a really cool experience and and again most of all best the best part of it was learning. I had a client, uh, probably I think 2018, down in Australia, who wanted me to come film his event. And man, he's like selling this thing to me like it's gonna be. They're renting the the entire Sydney airport for this car show, and he's name dropping all these celebrities that are gonna be there. And and one thing I picked up on a lot was as we're negotiating the price for my services, instead of <laughs> Him saying, "Oh, you know, like oh, that's out of our out of our price range," or "Hey, maybe there's something we can compromise on. Maybe there's something else we can do." And when you notice somebody tries to diminish your value, yeah, run away, and they and they say, "Uh, uh well, yeah, I mean, like you can't." I I, could, I should just do the accent, but I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> When someone tries to talk down your value, essentially, instead of comp compromising somewhere, that's a re that's a huge red flag. And uh, Big, yeah, yeah, that's a stuck to my gut on. Uh, nope, I'm not going to come down and film your event. And it was it was a fight for me to 
even to still do it. He's really wanted me to come down there and film his uh, event. And I, I stuck to my guns. I heard the red flag. I saw the red flag. I, I decided it was a duck, like you said. And yeah. I think a month later, they were in the news for a class action lawsuit being filed against them. And I was like, I was like, boom. Boom. Yeah, I learned my lesson. You know, there's a great quote by Nelson Mandela. I never lose. I either win or I learn. And that's a good one there. I'm going to crawl under your head and be your car psychologist today. All right. So sit back on the couch. Think back to your childhood. Now, if you were a car, this isn't what you want to be. This is your personality manifest as a vehicle. What would you be? But more importantly, why? If I was a car. If you were a car. Tomorrow, you just, instead of getting out of bed, you rolled out of your garage, you turned into a car. Again, this isn't what you want to be. This isn't a Ferrari or, you know, unless you think you're a Ferrari. Uh, this is your personality, your quirks, your idiosyncrasies, the man in the mirror. Man, I just want to say GT3RS, but I know that that, that, that car is too perfect for me to be a GT3RS. <laughs> Maybe a stretch. I don't know. You know? <laughs> Maybe yeah. a what? Yeah, a stretch. Maybe a yeah. stretch. Yeah, could um, be. You know, and they, of course, Porsche just came out with their GT4 RS today that oh. we're recording this show, which is, ooh, the Cayman with a GT3 engine in it. Yeah, or the, yeah. So change the nice. very easily to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, we'll, of, we'll stick to the cars here. What kind of car would I be? I, I mean, yeah. I feel like the. Yeah, that's a really tough one. I'm not helping you out very much today, am I? <laughs> what do we got? Let's read off some manufacturers. We got Toyota. We've got Porsche, BMW, Chrysler. Here's the way I would approach this. First and foremost, think of yourself as what kind of a worker are you? You know, are you a workhorse, a flippant worker? You know. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. So you know, I've had a lot of people say I'm a Ford F one fifty. I just I get mean, it done. I'm, I'm, I'm a Range Rover. I was Ford F one fifty is what kind of popped in my head. I'm thinking I'm an I'm thinking I'm a, about a, a an X six M. X six. Okay. Because I get really down and dirty and messy with grease monkey work working on i mean like yesterday we had a jeep a chrysler came in had a hundred gallons of water stuck in the car in the floorboards yeah the sunroof was we don't need to talk about that um okay (laughs) all right but but uh you know like i'm you know i'm working on customers cars we're also presenting ourselves the best way we always can you know every every time before i come down to the garage i try to dress well look look presentable i try to keep a, a good image and and be the best i can be with my customers and my clients i try to you know i try to keep things classy i don't go i don't dress dress up in a grease monkey outfit i wear my nice clothes every time i go down to work on my cars and then we'll we'll go from doing that to something very bougie and <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how to how to describe this without sounding like an asshole, but I I try my best to like present yourself right and professional. There you go. Right, okay. but we also we're, we work works. hard. You know, we get a lot of cool things done. We're competing and drifting. We're doing a lot of cool things as well. I think an X6M would describe that personality because the X6M you could throw an engine in the back and put some seatbelts, strap it around it, and drive it somewhere, and the car still also looks amazing. It's a workhorse, but it's a it's a nice looking workhorse. I like it. How about a book? It's a great book you'd like to share. If there's one book I'd have to share, it's uh, called Extreme Accountability, and I'm forgetting the author. It's the Jocko. Jocko. Yes. Yeah. Jocko, yeah. Jocko yeah. Or Jacko? Yeah. 
Jocko Willenick wrote that book. Yeah, it's great. My son turned me on to that book. He loves that guy. It's a great book. Yeah, I, I think one of the coolest things about being a business owner is you learn a lot about how to navigate personal relationships um, and uh, learning learning about expect like expectations. Number one is a huge part of business relationships, and it should also be a huge part of personal relationships that people don't really realize. That comes down to dating. That comes down to like working with people, being friends with people. And just, you know, when you, and, and, uh, and I think part of the reason why I like the book too, is because I like to teach, to remind myself to take extreme accountability for my actions when I mess up. And it's hard. It's one of the, probably one of the single most hard things to do for people is oh yeah to take accountability. Like we're, we're prideful. We're, we can be selfish. We can be, you know, me, me, me. And we got to actively train ourselves to do the opposite of that. There you go. Great book recommendation. Before I let you go today, I'm going to take you on the ultimate drive. I've got magic ability abilities here on Cars Yeah to enable you to pick any vehicle. You can be with anybody, living or deceased, and you can be driving anywhere. What's that ultimate drive look like for the wingmaster, the zwing master, I should say. <laughs> I think we're going to go back to the original answer, Porsche GT3 RS. I would love to take that thing on an adventure somewhere. Yeah. Those things are just, they're just badass cars. I can tell you're a fan based off of what's behind you. Oh, that's right. I'm, I'm well and I'm wearing my Porsche. Yeah, I'm wearing my Porsche sweatshirt today, which fits yeah. in every, my listeners know Porsche is my mark. Uh, love them. And uh, we're talking today and the painting on the wall behind me is a gift from a Russian listener here on Cars Yeah, who's a painter. And he actually painted, that's me in my 87 930, which I call my orange crush. Oh, so right. uh, there that's you awesome. go. But yeah, yeah, he was very kind to send that to me. Uh, awesome guy. So, but yeah, the GT3 RS. Oh my gosh, yeah, the ultimate, the ultimate of the ultimate. And who would you, who would you be with? I'd, I'd be with. I'd take a girl with me. We would have some surfboards on the on a roof rack on top. Cool, go, love it. We'd go do something active like that. Maybe some mountain bikes we strapped to the top, and then by you know we get the get the car a little muddy it's going to have some sand from the <laughs> beach or uh you know wash it down go on like a nice really fun drive and then by the end of the night you pull up into the hotel or or the bar or the nightclub with you know of course after taking it through the car wash and taking off the down the surfboard and everything and then you then have this beautiful <laughs> Porsche to pull up to i mean i i feel like it's it's very versatile but i feel like i sense it more i see more more of like a workhorse than i would a ferrari or something you know you wouldn't want right. to scratch the paint on that i feel like gt3 rs you get a little nicks here and there but it's a purpose-built functional you know race car that you can also look good driving and enjoy there you go i love it so before i let you go could you share an inspirational quote a mantra words of wisdom with our listeners today Thinking something along the lines of tenacity. I mean, yeah, I guess we're we're just gonna zwing it here, but uh, <laughs> I love it. I think being tenacious and knowing that you're gonna fail and knowing that it's actually, in fact, good to fail. And maybe this is cliche that I'm talking about this, but not enough people, not enough people challenge themselves based out of fear, right? And it's more, it's a lot more comfortable to stay home, to not challenge yourself, to not do these things, to not try and send a proposal to that big company that you want to land that big deal with, you know? It's, 
people have a lot of fear of rejection, of failure. Um, you, but I think the only way you're going to challenge yourself and progress as a human being is to challenge yourself and take those risks. And uh, yeah, uh, you're not going to really move forward without doing those things. So be tenacious, work hard, fail, fail again, get back up. Because if you didn't fail, uh, you wouldn't be the person you are today. Because if everything was that easy, then you wouldn't have had those experiences where you're like, oh, I've, I've been there before. I know how to fix this, right? I have a good friend I went to high school with, and she wrote a book said, if everything was easy, everybody would be doing it. So yeah. there, you, there you go. Be willing to zwing it, I will tell you listeners today. How can people learn more about you and follow along with what you're up to? Uh, I think right now Instagram is our number one zwing is our Instagram, Z-W-I-N-G, just as it sounds. Yeah, I'm surprised. We've got, we've got a YouTube <laughs> channel, Zwing Films, uh, one word. And then we got our website, ZwingHQ.com. That kind of encompasses everything. You can see the Supercar Rally stuff on there, uh, the film production company, the performance shop, what we do. In fact, you can schedule an appointment if you press the Fix My Car Now button. Hey. There you go. You heard it. All right. You can check out everything, and there's links on Zach's show notes page here on the Cars Yeah website. Just type in Zach. I think he's the only Zach, or maybe just one or two. Zach Wingfield. He's the only Zach Wingfield. That's for sure. There's only one of these guys out there. That's for sure. And I want to do a shout-out. Thank you to Brad Abator. He's the guy who introduced me to Zach today. So, hey, Brad, I finally got Zach on the show. So there you go. Um, and of course, he's good friends with Adam Kramer, part of the Avance group up here in the Pacific Northwest. So uh, we're all one big happy family up here in the rainy Pacific Northwest. Zach, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise. I'm going to be watching your YouTube channel for those uh, music videos that you're going to be producing soon. So <laughs> you better get to work on that. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on firsthand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. Today's vehicles are essentially computers on wheels, and it takes more than a wrench and oil to keep them humming. That's why Cars Yeah! supports TechForce Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to driving tomorrow's workforce of skilled technicians forward. Techs keep our cars, trucks, airplanes, and fleets rolling. Yet there's a massive tech shortage because many young people don't know it's no longer a blue-collar job. Today, it's a new-collar career. It involves computers, technology. It's in high demand. You get paid really well. And you can live and work anywhere in the country. I know you're passionate about cars, trucks, and motorcycles. And you can help pass that passion on to the next generation of techs so our rides keep rolling down the road. Visit techforce.org today and learn how. 
Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.